catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's up, you guys? Sean Mossap here for the Fightful.com podcast, October 9th edition, brought to you by TrigTent.com, uh, Draft Beast, and on it. If you want a different kind of election coverage, go to TrigTent.com. Got a debate going on right now. Well, actually, it just ended. That was, that was fun to try to keep my eyes off of during this show. Also, DraftBeast.com. I continue to kick everybody's ass at DraftBeast. I keep on challenging people and challenging people. And, and I've had some people step up, but they, they keep losing. So I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a real challenge. I am the Braun Strowman of DraftBeast. I, I would go as far as to say that. Also, uh, Onnit.com, you guys. Check out our podcast page, newly revamped. Fightful.com slash podcast. Open up any of those podcasts and you'll see that blue on it link. Click it. Check out their great equipment, apparel, and supplements used by your favorite UFC fighters, WWE wrestlers, things of that nature, and support the Fightful.com podcast. I am joined by lead wrestling coverage guy thing person, Alex Pawlowski. How the hell are you? Well, after that glowing introduction, I don't know how I can be anything less than fantastic. It's an official uh, title. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to have to put on my business cards. You're the sergeant of wrestling, raw reporting, and stuff things. Yeah, sure. I'm good. How are you? It's you. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Got a trip this weekend. As do you. Yes, I do. Yeah. Diggity damn. Me and the wife are going to Niagara Falls. That sounds way more exotic than where I'm going, which is just Cincinnati. Okay, well, you know, which you know, indeed. So, normally we, we don't have any MMA news to talk about. We we did the the post UFC two hundred four show with Showdown Joe last night. Check it out at the beginning of the show, as Joe got his bearings and got home and everything. It's Canadian Thanksgiving. I didn't know if you knew that, Alex. I didn't. I was unaware. Oh, so you better believe the tech team, uh, James Showdown Joe. They're all getting crunk up there. <laughs> it's crazy. Nothing will be accomplished until at least Tuesday, I would say, on the tech side of things. Well, I don't know, maybe maybe tomorrow. But either way, uh, I want to wish them a happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Either way, we had the UFC 204 post show last night. Go check that out on, on the uh, Fightful.com podcast page. Also, I'm going to mention this every single time because I still have people asking me. People say, hey, Sean, where's the Vince Russo show? Where's the Matt Riddle show? What we do is after they, they're live, done, we unlist them on YouTube, and you can only get them on Fightful.com for several days. Go there, register, absolutely free. You'll get those. You'll get our new forums, which are being overhauled, our exclusive news. I had uh, an exclusive on Bellator championships uh, for, for women. This weekend I had uh, exclusive news about Dixie Carter's backstage meeting with TNA employees. Uh, exclusive stuff regarding the TNA tape library, et cetera, et cetera. Also, Vince Russo's Raw blog. He's got another feature that drops, I think, tomorrow 
all kinds of cool stuff. A story that blew up this week about Dixie Carter not knowing what kayfabe was until 2010. That's also on there. Uh, we do unlist though. We do put those back up for the public a few days later. But if you want early access to them, register at Fightful.com, you guys. Also, be sure to share the page, Facebook and Facebook groups, Twitter, Reddit, all that good stuff. It really helps us out. We had no mercy tonight, and this was quite literally, Alex, an ass-backwards show. It was. Yeah, they did the whole thing in reverse, memento style. Uh, so it was a yeah, very interesting way of putting everything together. I kind of thought they were just going to bookend the show with the two best matches, uh, but they didn't do that. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll talk about it, but uh, they stuck – a tremendous match right in the middle uh, and ended it with a snoozer. So, yeah, I guess we'll – I don't know how you can judge the ratings on a thing like this, but I can't imagine a lot of people stuck around to watch the end of the pay-per-view. Oh, hell no. They were up against NFL football, Major League Baseball playoffs, the presidential debate. Rough, rough. Yeah, we started off on the pre-show with American Alpha and the Hype Bros against the Ascension and the Va- and Vod Villains. Why I don't know. Uh, I know one well, thing for all for all the for all the grief that Mojo Rawley gets, I'll take him over Kenzo Suzuki. I'll take him over Rene Dupree, and I'll take him over Luther Reigns. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm actually uh, not in the strictly anti Mojo camp. I think he does some fun stuff in the ring. I really love his pounce maneuver that he does uh he has some really good high impact just run across the ring and throw your body into into guys stuff um but yeah this match was fine uh i don't know where brizongo is i don't know if they're hanging out in breeze's seasonal residence or something but they haven't been on smackdown television in way too long uh they're better than all of these teams except for alpha i don't understand why they're not being promoted in some way and at least put in some kind of, you know, upper mid-card part of the tag division. Well, Neville's a lot better than most of the cruiserweights as well, and he's True. also in that same boat. Yeah. Did you uh, did you uh, forget that we uh, had the, the true first part of the pre-show, which was Kurt Hawkins? Yes, I'm sorry, I did. Terrible thing. This is, they gave him Eva Marie's gimmick. They did. He's coming down to the ring to an announcer. Granted, it's himself pre-taped. But he comes out to the ring and says, hey, everybody, I'm not going to wrestle. And then he leaves. Like, that's basically what even Marie was doing before she uh, got sent away. It's kind of interesting that they said, oh, we'll just give your gimmick to this guy nobody cares Starting about. Starting to think it's a rib on Dixie Carter and all of her big announcements. <laughs> it very well so- could be. Yeah, that was. That I remember was when she was like, I, "I remember when she was like, we have a huge announcement," and then she did. She was like, "TNA is pleased to announce that we and Sony Six. It's like who the who in the shit is Sony Six? And she had like that shit eating grin on her face, like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Sony Six. No, Kurt, Kurt Hoggins is. I I can't I can't think of a worse buildup for a guy coming back like. You've you, these the it's a, they got twelve fifteen year old jokes the Chuck Norris jokes that they're pawn, pawn they have to be intentionally special. bad like they have to be intentionally to be. bad he's gonna but, come out he's gonna get killed by somebody right right 
I don't know. He's he's walking down to the ring with some like like bejeweled pimp cane, and I just don't. He's understand had that on the indie circuit. He said that on the indie circuit for quite a while. It's interesting. I, I I don't know what they're trying to do. My fear is that Vince secretly thinks it's hilarious, and yeah. everyone should think it's hilarious, and therefore he's going to be some kind of. You know, he's going to be the Roman Reigns of SmackDown, being just a dick to everybody. But but Vince thinks you should like him. So, anyway, on to real things. It's like the the guy, out of all the guys they brought back, they tried to bring back a lot of people, too. They tried to bring back Carlito. That would have been fine. They they gave their best effort to get Shelton back. Didn't work. They, were, they lost interest in MVP. I don't think MVP was anything special. If he were with Shelton Benjamin in, like, a tag, I think that would be fine. But, like, they, they got the guy who really didn't do anything while he was gone. Like, he wrestled for, like, WrestlePro and ran a school and did some Global Force stuff. And, like, you never heard anybody say, man, you got to check out that Brian Myers match. It was off the charts, but they brought him back. So, I don't know. He's going to wrestle, allegedly, on SmackDown. American Alpha and the Hype Bros against the Ascension of Odd Villains. American Alpha wins. They probably should have won. Yeah, that finish, the finishing spot was pretty great uh, with Gable coming out of nowhere to catch the backdrop for the um, uh, Grand Amplitude. That was, it was good. Those guys are going to be great. I just, uh, I'm wondering when they're going to get their shot. Um, uh, but, you know, bring them along slow. That's fine. But they're, they're ready physically and re- now. So. Also, I don't. I would love to see a WWE rule book. Like once the seven minute mark hits, do tag or tags not a thing anymore? <laughs> like it, it, it was so bad that that Jason Jordan had to shove his own partner off. Yeah. Like, no, you're not the legal man. You can't pin him. I'll do it. Yeah, that was yeah. that was very good. Uh, yeah, I don't know who's keeping track of those kind of things because I certainly wasn't. I had no idea who the legal men were. So, you know, I really, I, don't, I didn't care who pinned who. At that point, it was just, let's get out of this and move on. We had a kick-ass opening match. They oh, wanted to get this on it. before the debate. Yep. AJ Styles, John Cena, Dean Ambrose. I'll tell you one of the things I really noticed about this. Dean Ambrose was switching some things up. Mm-hmm. He was doing some new moves. He still did that dumbass suicide dive, one of the worst I've ever seen. The worst I've ever seen. He did the rebound lariat, but... I hope this is a catalyst to him not using it anymore because John Cena clotheslined that son of a bitch right out of his boots. Yep. Just like clubbed him. There, there's too many individual spots for me to go through right. here, but man, these three guys, WWE triple threat matches on a big stage, like they always deliver. They almost always deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, these, these guys have been, uh, promoing for this program so well over the past month. I, I've been so into everything they've been doing uh, back and forth from the stuff they do individually on Talking Smack to whenever you get the three of those guys in the ring just running each other down. Uh, Ambrose cut this promo on Cena on SmackDown. Have fun being the guy John Cena plays on TV, which was just one of the most cutting single lines in a promo that I can remember. Uh, and it made me excited to watch this match and the match over delivered. Um, if this had been the main event, like actually gone on last on a regular pay-per-view like this, I mean, people would be 
over the moon for it. But it, it, it feels like it happened, you know, three days ago. You know what I mean? There's so much wrestling that happened since then that I'm trying to remember specific things. Uh, but I just remember at the time going, wow, this match is amazing. Yeah, with, with some shuffling of this card, I think the card would seem a lot better. Yeah. Like had Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt gone on first mm-hmm. and the, the Luke Harper return set the tone for the rest of the night. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people would have thought of that that a little bit differently. Had Naomi hit somebody in the face with her ass, perhaps, yep. four matches earlier, mm-hmm. maybe that's more fondly remembered. I don't know. I didn't like the booking there. But AJ yeah. Styles, when there were a lot of people that had some problems with the finish, uh, AJ Styles, after all, after everything that happened, just yeah. came in, walloped uh, Cena with a chair, and then what did you think of that? Well, okay. you Maybe you can – you have a better grasp of the WWE rule book in a triple threat. When one guy is taking two submissions at once and he taps, the match just continues with nobody being eliminated in any way. It's just like, it's a, that seemed arbitrary just to serve the storyline to me, but based on precedence. And and that's something I I was actually going to bring up. Dean Ambrose and John Cena both submitted AJ Styles. So here's the situation. A lot of people are like, what makes a triple threat match no DQ? What makes it no count? Well, here's the reason why. It's not elimination. If it were elimination, then they would be able to do DQs. They'd be able to do countouts. The reason they can't is because, say AJ Styles did hit John Cena with that. Well, AJ Styles is DQ'd, but it's not elimination. So what, does John Cena just win the match? They, they, they don't like to do it like that. They, they like to have it. They like to have the anybody can pin anybody and win the title thing, but they don't like the anybody can get DQ'd by anybody thing. That's just the way it's always been. This is this sort of falls into that. Had this been an elimination match, they would have just had Ambrose and Cena go. But this was WWE's way of really pushing the heel. The the he will do anything to get out of it. Mm-hmm. I would if I were WWE, I'd have AJ Styles go on Talking Smack or SmackDown this weekend and say. I knew they wouldn't have a choice. That's why I did it. Right. I submitted to get out of it. I'll give you a good example. There was an MMA event that I was at like, oh, God, 10 years ago. And I'm talking like a real low-level crappy one. And so crappy that a person had to have random people corner them that were running around. I was one of those people. I had never met the person that I cornered. He had never done any training on the ground. The referee was so bad. Everything, like the judges were bad, inexperienced. Strikes to the spine are illegal, correct? Yeah. You can't strike somebody in the spine. This guy got taken down three or four times. So what what he did to abuse the system, he punched his opponent in the spine repeatedly while while he's on his back because the ref stood up everybody that committed a foul. Oh, About, About half a minute later, the guy who I didn't even know knocked out the other guy who he had just punched in the spine. He gamed the system. Uh-huh. Now, granted, MMA's come a long way, especially regionally since then. I think that's what AJ Styles did. I think he figuratively punched Ambrose and Cena sure. in the spine, yeah. then literally punched Cena in the spine with a steel chair. Yeah, that's, he- that that's, sounds good to me. I mean, did you know they're actually doing a talking smack right now after the pay-per-view? I did. Uh, I, I, people I was like, like that. That's that's pretty great. That they're just just riding that thing into the ground because it's so they great. They should. 
They should. It's great. Yeah, we had people asking me earlier, oh, why didn't you report the news that Talking Smack wasn't happening? Because it is happening. Yep. Because I don't operate on hypotheticals. If we do, we put a big report in front of it or we put it in our rumors are flying. Yeah. Your, uh, your thing from 10 years ago sounds like uh, that Van Damme movie cool. Lionheart where they're fighting in the bottom of parking garages. <laughs> oh, it, a parking garage probably would have been a step up. This was a dingy gym. <laughs> In a crappy Ohio town, in which I will not name. Yeah, it was it was embarrassing. I was just there. I didn't know. I think I knew two people there, and they were like, "We need corners. We need judges. We need a timekeeper too." They said a timekeeper. That was funny. And I was like, "I'll judge and I'll or I'll corner." And I didn't know a thing about <laughs> MMA. Then. I didn't know a thing. That's uh, <laughs> great. Hilarious. I was my my real worry was I hope this doesn't go to a second round because. I don't even know what to do in between rounds. Yeah. Did, did, but when, either when, way. Uh, when when uh, AJ tapped, I thought to myself, oh, Shane's going to come out and say, okay, this match is over, but now we're going to have Ambrose versus Cena in the main event later tonight. And that's why they did this the way they did it. That uh, would have made a lot of sense. I was like, I was like, okay, well, that, if they had done that, I'm like, all right, fine. I'll watch Ambrose versus versus Cena for the title. I'll watch that. Uh, but yeah, th- this, it was just, it was so odd to think they were going to put this match on first. Like I could not believe this was the curtain jerker. So I, when, when, when styles tapped, I thought, Oh, well that explains that they're going to have a, a second title match uh, later in the night. That but, would have made so much more sense. Yeah. Whatever. But like it was uh, what happened was like, Oh, okay. So, so you're really pushing the heels, uh, the, the styles heel thing. Because everyone still wants to cheer for him because he's the greatest in the ring in the world. Like, the stuff that he was doing at, at 39 is just uh, absurd. Uh, and I, I love watching him, and I'm never going to boo the guy. I don't care what he does. He could hit my own mother with a chair, and I wouldn't boo him. I love this match. I, that would have made a lot of sense. Also, something to consider. Dean Ambrose, John Cena, both supposedly taking some time off soon. That's what I've heard. Too to film things that well, that really depletes the star power for one. Yeah. But then it, it makes you wonder who's the next challenger. God, I don't know. I mean, like, well, we'll get to it, but I, I don't see, I don't know. I don't know who they put in it. But my thought was going to be Orton, but after the end of this full pay-per-view, I can't imagine that Orton's moving on. So uh, who knows? Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see because, because I, Somehow I implicitly trust SmackDown just to figure it out and make it work. If this was Raw, I'd be up in arms going, you guys are screwing up so bad. But because it's SmackDown, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take a step back and let them work and let them see how it goes. But, uh, yeah. I mean, what a way to start the night. I agree. Nikki Bella versus Carmella. I, I like the build between these two. Nikki Bella was wearing jorts. Mm-hmm. They were worked jorts, though. They were worked Daisy Dukes. They were worked. Yep. They were not shoot Daisy Dukes. I wonder if Cena's are worked or shoot. I don't know. I know that Ambrose has a mixture. Yeah. Like he found like a like one that that is like in between. This isn't the last of worked jeans that we saw. Nope. It is not. It will not be. 
Carmella and Nikki, they were fine. This match yeah. was what it was. Yeah, no, I had no problem with it. Um, it was, uh, I, I really, like like you said, I really loved the uh, the build to this since, uh, since like the day after SummerSlam. You know, like it's been a while since they've been they've been working this thing together, and it's it's really given uh, Carmella an edge that she did not have at all when she came up from NXT. So, um, I mean, I'm interested to see where this goes. If this is the, if this is somehow the blow off, fine, because the the right person won to have that blow off. But uh, I, I honestly don't know. It seems to me with with Becky being out and tweeting from a hospital bed with an undisclosed whatever illness injury that the and and apparently out maybe until a month from now that the the smackdown women's division is kind of in upheaval so we'll see what they're going to do with that um and who goes where but um yeah it's, it's good to have captain nikki bella around to kind of like keep everything you know centered because i feel if i didn't have her it would just be chaos i was worried when like seeing her pick up Carmella out of the code of silence. Cause mm-hmm. after a neck injury, yeah, geez, man, especially hers, they moved her throat over and did surgery. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I will buy Mara Ronaldo an edible arrangement for calling it the Nikki Sawa forearm. <laughs> I, I heard that and thought of you. Yeah, it's a thing. It it's is. a real thing. Usos versus Heath Slater and Rhino. This, in my opinion, was not the best match, but you know what? The crowd liked it, and they popped when Heath Slater came in and started to clean house. Mm-hmm. The Usos, also wearing the worked jeans. Yes, indeed. Um, I I tweeted one, one of which. I can't, which is the bigger Uso? Jimmy. Jimmy always looks like he's not ready for a match. <laughs> he does. He looks like he just rolled out of bed. Like he's just yeah. he's tired and yeah. His his old gear looked like he was just he never finished warming up. Nope. No. And now it's like he never started warming up. Right. Yeah. They're they're above it all. They're that kind of heel. But uh I I tweeted this and I, I'm pretty sure I gave credit to the guy that I saw it from. Uh that uh, Wikipedia says that Uso in their language uh is actually brother. So yeah. they're the brother brothers, which I think is a really great little uh, uh, tidbit. These guys uh, have been reinvented so well since being coming heels. Like I really love all the stuff they do. Uh, I like their persona. Their don't look straight at them because it might blind you. Shoes were a bit much, but uh, uh, you know I, I'm I'm down for who heels. I honestly thought they were going to win tonight just to because the whole point to me of of giving. Slater and Rhino, the tag belts, was to get Slater signed. Uh, and, and now it's, it's, it's at some point it's got to become a thing that they're the only tag champs I've ever seen where one guy wins and the other guy is not involved in the finish ever. Um, everybody else has some kind of uh, double-team maneuver or at least one guy leads into the next guy's thing. This is just... Rhino coming in and saving Heath's ass every single match, which is funny, but it, it might there might be something to it. The fact that you know they they use Slater's music and Gore and uh, Rhino's gore, he finishes basically the workhorse of the entire match every time. I could see at some point uh, Rhino turning on, uh, just because sure. 
Rhino as heel would be great. And if, if, you, if you had him turn on him to lose the titles, you could get a great one-on-one singles feud out of it. Uh, I'm sure, because, yeah, but then I, I worry what would happen to each of them after that. Right. I, uh, yeah, I think, I, think, I think Slater is firmly over as long as they don't bury him. Well, I don't, want, I don't want it to be another Mizdow situation where you get the one feud and then it's like both yeah. of them. Right. It was. It, it ended up being bad for both of them because of right. That. Right. I. I just. I feel like S- Slater is so popular with the fans that you could really have him do anything and he'd get a pop. So as long as they kept him active, I feel like it would. There would be something. The thing with Mizdow is they just buried him. They just didn't let him do anything after the split with Miz. He was wasn't on TV ever, and people forgot about him. Um, so with as long as you kept keep Slater active, I think he'll be able to to go further with this. And I honestly don't know how much Rhino has left. I mean, he's forty now. Is he over forty? He's in his forty. He's over forty. So you know, uh, he this could be his final thing is to is to really put over Slater by by turning heel on him and running a feud with him for a while. Uh, I guess he has a legitimate interest in politics, and you know, maybe he goes on to something like that, but. Uh, interested to see what the tag division holds and whether or not it's I'm interested just... to see what all of these divisions outside of the Intercontinental title holds because I'm yeah. sure Miz is getting a title shot. Yeah. Uh, that that will go right into that. Actually, no, we got Baron Corbin, Jack Swagger. Right. Hey, Baron Corbin beat Jack Swagger, you guys. Yeah, he did. That happened. Um, yep, yep. That, that definitely happened. Good going, guys. Uh, nothing special, nothing not special. It, no, it happened. I really like there. Baron Corbin, and I hope they find something for him to do. He is he is going to be really, really good. Uh, his Some of his moves are really, really impressive. Deep six should finish, guys. Uh, and the end of days is one of the most brutal finishing moves in the company. So he's got two great finishers. So, I mean, uh, I really like the way he sells stuff in the ring. Uh, I love I love angry Corbin. I think it's all great. I don't know why he's wasting his time on a guy like Jack Swagger. I think Swagger is like kind of like just the guy that a lot of right. the big heels get through. But sure. Corbin should have never lost to Ziggler because it did yeah. nothing for Ziggler and it hurt Baron Corbin. Yep. Speaking of Ziggler, he and The Miz had a kick-ass match. This has been one of the best things on WWE TV for However, the hell long it's been going on. Uh, yeah, it's all, all, it really is only like six weeks. I mean, it's been great. The Miz, Miz TV segments, their matches have been so awesome. Fun. They have really benefited from a few hot crowds. Yeah, the crowds lately, in a lot of places, mm-hmm. I have to say, hats off to you guys because you know a lot of times WWE doesn't give you a lot to cheer about. They don't give you. I always say I hate the people that sit on their hands. Sometimes the WWE gives you more than a reason to just sit on your hands. Lately, it's been hit or, mi- hit or miss, but the crowds have been pretty damn good consistently, and it's really helped out things like this feud. I think that's been very important, Alex. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is maybe the best singles match that either guy has ever had. Uh, put them together and and working it this way. There were so many wonderful spots. Uh, uh, Near falls and two counts and uh, just kicks out the last second. So many false finishes that uh, that I honestly bought into most of them. Uh, by the time they brought out the Spirit Squad again, I, I was I, this. I was like, I threw my hands up and said, "This match can do no wrong." 
I mean, this it, I, I didn't care what happened at this point. It, they had built so well through the whole thing. Uh, the Miz slowly becoming like a PWG version of himself, like using <laughs> using the Liger bomb and and the running drop kicks in the corner and the you know Daniel Bryan yeah mocking Daniel the Bryan. chest. So good. He's he's was. He's so great. This is the thing is that that it's it's so terrible. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Terrible that they, that they actively made Styles more heel because the guy in the company who deserves to be fighting for the WWE Championship is The Miz. He's improved so much in the ring. He's always fantastic on the mic. I can't imagine how a, how a program between The Miz, who he is now, and Styles, who he is now, could possibly be run. But those two guys deserve to be in the main event picture together. Um, and and this, this entire feud has reinvigorated Ziggler. Really has. Like, I... I I really did not like the guy. I thought he was phoning in a lot of the stuff. He would like show up for like three minutes out of a pay-per-view match, and that would be all I would see of him that was inspired at all. But this this new Ziggler, like he's he really, you know, found a new uh, energy. Um, the whole thing, this was just so great. I'm so happy for both of these guys. I love the story also that these guys are both from Cleveland. They've been friends forever, and they get to work this match together to really put each other over, to create the, the other one's giant rise in, on SmackDown was, is a great story. I have somebody saying, John Cena should have taken a chair shot to the head for the loss. Fuck the WWE rules. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's not cool. Concussions exist. I don't care if you get your hands up or your forearms up. That's dumb. No. Yeah. Uh, somebody else says, the network feed was atrocious tonight. I had... I had it up on my computer and on my TV, and it was fine. Didn't skip for me, fine. but but I know I've had problems in the past when other people haven't. Oh, sure. It's a weird um, thing that it's not uh, consistent. Um, also, guys, leave a thumbs up on the video. That helps out a lot. And subscribe to our YouTube page. It should be right down here on YouTube. Make sure to do that. Yeah, The Miz has just – he's the new man. Now that Maurice is in the WWE, yeah. and she's a good hand. Like, I thought maybe they were just throwing Miz and Maurice a bone. Like, here you go. She can get paid. She'll be on the road with you. Makes it easier for everybody. No, this, this was the best case scenario for Maurice, best case scenario for Miz, and best case scenario for WWE. It all works. Him having that dime piece with him at all times mm-hmm. lends a little more credence to some of the things that he says about how right. – you know, it, 
if you brag about being the shit yeah. and you have a hot girl with you, that, that kind of helps lend some credibility to those claims. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can only see this feud continuing uh, through up until the thing about SmackDown is that they have now, I guess, what, six or seven weeks until uh, uh, over six weeks until Survivor Series to fill. They can really build, take some time to really build a program for a lot of feuds leading up to Survivor Series. Uh, so I, I only anticipate this uh, Miz and Ziggler thing continuing even further. Uh, and I, I, I do think it might be a little uh, gloating by Daniel Bryan here uh, on Tuesday. It might be part of this program coming up, but uh, I was just really, really impressed with the whole thing. Uh, Ziggler losing the boot and having to hit the super kick with a bare foot was just ah. a great thing too. You know, I'm yeah, I was, uh, I liked it a lot. I love that spot. I thought that was great. WWE did a real good job this week. They planted some stories. Yep. They planted the oh, they want Dolph Ziggler to transition into an agent role and all that stuff. We had that in one of our rumors or flying articles. They had Ziggler, you know, saying, I'll be available for bookings, yada yada. They had yeah, this was a match. This should have closed the show. It yeah. should have closed the it, show. It should have closed the show. It was it was especially especially since they sem- since they had Ziggler come out on top. And the and the yes. and the crowd reaction was was they were elated. They were ecstatic. Like to have the, that match and that finish, why that's not the main event makes no sense to me. If you're deliberately going to put the triple threat on first, yes. why in the world is that not your main event? It, especially when you wind up seeing what is the main event. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense for it to close out that way. Uh, I completely agree. Yeah, obviously, I mean, Triple Threat should have been the main event in general, right. but if but you're if not doing not that, you gotta, you gotta do this. Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt would have benefited way more being in the first... Let that surprise set the tone for the rest of the show. Absolutely. Let, it, let the people who haven't watched the debate yet say, I don't know what to expect. Luke Harper was in friggin' Ecuador yesterday. Yep. Now he's here. Yep. Love the match. I don't know what's coming next from these two, but I'm excited. I, I love watching Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Miz has never been better. Never. He's never been better. Mm-mm. He's great. He's turned into a little bit of an internet darling, too. Could you imagine? <laughs> That's amazing. That's what I said. <laughs> the, the fact that now he's got he's working in the ring to back up all the stuff that he's able to say, because he's great on the mic and has always been. Um, so, so now he's doing stuff in the ring where, where people aren't going to say, oh, you're soft because some of the stuff that he's doing is not soft. Now, the fact that his wife is trying to win for him with perfume in the face, that's kind of soft. And, but, but that's what heels do. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's Rick, the model Martel. You know what I mean? That's, that's who yes. he's doing. So I'm, I'm okay with that. But in the ring, the stuff that he's doing is not soft. And I'm really, really proud of him for coming out of that. Earlier in the evening, Alexa Bliss was backstage. Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan confirmed the rumors that Becky Lynch was injured and out of tonight's show. They said it was an out-of-the-ring incident. What was the exact terminology? Do you remember? They said it was not related to in-ring performance or something like that. Yeah. So I guess I guess that here's here's the thing that I that I the, the speculation was her back, and then she went. She's in the hospital. I'm wondering if it's some kind of illness. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, ha- I hesitate to speculate, but it seems like something like, you know, like it could be something like meningitis or something that, that's like, you know, it's completely, completely unrelated to anything she would happen in the ring, but it's definitely serious enough that you're not going to go out and be taking bumps. It's not the flu, you know, it's, it's something bad. So I, I just, she tweeted out uh, a, a picture. She looked all right in the hospital. She said that, you know, she's going to be back and, you know, we, I totally wish her the, you know, to come back to get well and come back strong. And, you know, but they, they said that, that bliss was going to have her, uh, her title match was going to be November 8th uh, in Glasgow on SmackDown live. I'd say, what kind of a deal is that? <laughs> yeah. That's a month from now. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's not what we. Uh, so it's not a. It's it's a, a. Either they're, either Becky is going to come back before then, and they're waiting for a major, a major SmackDown to do it in Glasgow where they haven't had live events before. That's a pretty cool thing because that that crowd's going to be super hot. So you want to do it then as opposed to just some random SmackDown. I'm cool with that. But if if really they're they're expecting Becky to be out for a month, then it really is serious. But. Uh, but Bliss was great in that segment. She she said, "Listen, I have a contract. That I'm supposed to have a championship match tonight, so you're going to give me the championship." And of course, they said no. But <laughs> uh, I think that Bliss has been doing so great since she's been on SmackDown, and uh, I'm really interested to see what they do with her for this next month because it's not off to a good start. Also, Alexa Bliss, if I were her. Uh... I'd be like, you know, maybe maybe I don't want to face Becky Lynch in Europe. Yeah, maybe I would say that to myself, yeah. They gave her a match. It was Naomi. Mm-hmm. And? Wasn't a fan. It wasn't, you know, when Naomi barely hits somebody in the face with her ass, it kind of takes me out of it. I just, I, Naomi's too good for that, ma- for that move to still be something that she uses. She yeah, does other things so much better that she just retired that move. That should not be in her moveset anymore. But um, the thing that made made less sense than that even was the fact that they gave Naomi the win, which to me is a weird way of saying, okay, here's your – I guess what it is is it's saying, okay, Bliss now has to have a program with Naomi for three weeks before she can face Becky again. So you maybe you start out Naomi by winning that thing, and then then Bliss Bliss has to get her win back. And, you know, then in the rubber match, she trounces her. Fine. Uh, I'm cool with that, but it was just, it seemed very out of the blue to just give Naomi uh, a victory uh, over over Bliss in this spot. So apparently, you know, Becky will be out for a little bit, it seems. So somebody said, well, let her have a mini feud with Naomi. That's fine, but I mean, this is your number one contender. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll I'll see how it plays. It's it's possible that that I'm just, I'm, I'm, not realizing the story that they're telling with bliss, the fact that she feels kind of entitled to it. She's destined for it and all that kind of stuff. And if you remember, you go back to when she became the number one contender, she didn't do anything to win. She was about to get finished by Becky, by, by uh, Nikki. And then Nikki got uh, super kicked in the face by Carmella. She shit cans Carmella out and gets the pin on Nikki. So she never really did much to win the number one contendership to begin with. So point. maybe they're telling the story that she's a weak number one contender and she's got to 
maybe you know prove herself a little bit more before she gets that match, which if they're actually going to tell that story well, I'm down for. But right now it just seemed kind of out of the blue. We had Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, main eventing. We, we've said it millions of times. It should have been uh, a little earlier. The big surprise, the match was fine. Nothing spectacular, but nothing terrible either. I thought they they had a pretty good match. It was a fine match. Yeah. One, one of the better matches I've seen those two have. Yeah. Like, nothing, nothing bad about it. The big surprise came when Luke Harper returned. He was in Ecuador last night, so it was a little bit of a surprise. So we, we've seen the, the Wyatt family dwindle. Yeah. Eric Rowan's gone yeah. for a long time. Who knows if he'll ever come back? Right. Who knows? He, he's made great strides and improved and has impressed some people backstage, I've been told, but who knows? You got Luke Harper there. Luke Harper on his own just didn't work out, unfortunately. They didn't know how to really utilize him. Mm-hmm. Where do you think this goes with Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt? Well, uh, I think it's going to be more of the same, unfortunately. Um, they were they were teasing stuff with Bray earlier this year that would have made them so much money. They they were doing stuff. They had this thing. You go back to the Royal Rumble where he and Triple H had a stare off in the middle sure. of the ring, and the crowd went nuts. They wanted it so bad for Bray to attack Triple H and just become this agent of chaos that he always says he was, where he doesn't care if you're face, he doesn't care if you're heel, he'll screw you up, he'll mess you up just because he can. And he loves this. That's how you really get somebody over as a baby face, too. They do not discriminate in whose ass they kick. There was a guy by the name of Stone Cold Steve Austin who didn't care what affiliation you were. He was going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, and they they did that, and then – uh, later, they after 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 Triple H had the title on his, on, he made a match, uh, um, and there was a point where Bray and Triple H had another stare down, and Bray just looked from Triple H over to the title on his shoulder and back to Triple H's eyes, and the crowd went nuts, and like they 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 wanted it. I want it. I want to find some do something with Bray Wyatt that's not him sitting in a dark room with a fog machine on where he's sitting in a rocking chair. Earlier in the night, they had him sitting in the rocking chair and he was speaking in tongues. I thought it was so funny. That's another thing. They had a lot of weird shit that led to this. It has to be a parody of itself at this point. Earlier in the night, they had him sitting in a rocking chair in a dark room speaking in tongues. And I thought to myself, well, they've finally done it. They've just had him speaking gibberish. Because it's as meaningless as any of the stuff that he says in English when he does his promos. I love the guy. I think he's incredibly talented, and he could be in a, a major force that would make you a lot of money and get a lot of people to come in and buy tickets to stuff. But they're not using him right. And the reliance on Luke Harper, a guy who always used to run with him as well, just like Rowan goes out, we'll get Harper back. And then Harper will go out. Maybe Rowan will come back, you know, or maybe we'll trade for Braun Strowman because we can't think of anything to do with him besides being this guy who's delusional enough to think that he's a God, but he can't win a match. I mean, he's not, not only is he, is he not a God, he's doing a really lousy job of being a mortal wrestler. Yeah. You know, so like, let's find a way to, to like either, either have him be the guy who really thinks he's a God. And, and, and does crazy stuff that, because he thinks he's immortal. 
Like he does stunts that he shouldn't because he believes that he can fly and stuff. Have him do something. But just what he's doing now is completely ineffectual and wrong. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. So when, when, when Harper comes back and the two of them reunited, it makes me happy to see Harper back because I love that guy. I think he's great. Um, but it makes me sad because it's, it's just confirming they're going to do more of the same. And I kind of liked the idea of, of Rowan being gone and Bray being on his own because I thought they might be able to reinvent him as something different. And well, I was hoping, I was hoping Rowan would be around so he and Harper could be another heel team on the roster, but that's yeah, well, right, right, right. Now that Rowan was gone, I wanted, I wanted sure. Harper back if Rowan was around. But now, once Rowan was, was out, I thought maybe they could do something new. The actual thing that I thought would be really great since, since Harper was touring with Raw is when Braun gets his mystery opponent on Monday night, when Braun Strowman does, if that mystery opponent was Luke Harper, I thought would be a really, really cool thing and a really fun way to see those two behemoths go at each other. Now it's just like it's just going to be Luke Harper relegated to – Bray's second fiddle, which is not the best use of either of those guys. Issa, WWE blogger diva, says, Luke Harper's sister Abigail, I have cracked the code. Yeah. yeah I teleport. That. I tweeted that, yeah. Like, they, everyone was thinking the sister Abigail was there, and uh, she was going to make an appearance, and I, I tweeted out, Luke Harper's sister Abigail. Uh, wait, that's not right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's ever going to be a sister. I don't think there should, by the way. I think that if you had some woman come out like like she looks like she's in the ring or something, she looks like she's a ghost. Like that would just be terrible and cheesy and awful and ruin Bray Wyatt forever. So I don't think there should be a Sister Abigail. But yeah, you, there you needs can't to be have her like. New. If you have somebody like Rosemary doing that, I think it yeah. it adds to the cheese factor. It doesn't these shouldn't be cheesy B movie horror movie guys they should be believable like you believe these people could show up like you turn around and they're standing at your front door ready to chop it down that's the thing the other thing i thought would be great did you you watch the first season of true detective of course right i figure like that that who these guys could be is the kind of backwater cult that would do that kind of stuff you know what i mean that would have crazy estates in the middle of nowhere and like, like the stuff they did where they actually had these the, – the promos for them when they first came up. Like, make them realistic, not mystical, but just these guys who were just a little crazy and will F you up. But they, they've, they've completely nerfed them to the point where there's no reason to take any of them seriously. Uh, and even this doesn't. The fact that, that the Randy's there and – Luke shows up and takes off his hood and makes a funny face, and that's enough to distract Randy Orton so he gets a simple sister Abigail, is also just cheesy. Uh, there's so much more they can do with, with Bray and Luke Harper, and they're just not doing it for whatever reason. It's, it, is, it is the one single black mark on SmackDown right now. It's the one thing they're doing wrong. Where does Randy Orton go from here? Do you know? Well, that's the thing is that I thought he was going to win clean because that's what that's what happens when you're in a feud with Brand with Bray Wyatt, you win clean, uh, and then he was going to go on and be the next guy to ch- challenge AJ Styles because Dean and John were were going, but now it feels like this thing with 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 Randy and Bray is going to continue 
and Randy probably needs a tag team partner so he and whoever can fight, you know, uh, Luke and Bray, and Bray together. So I don't know who he's going to get. Um, but but I, honestly, I don't know where the main event goes from here. And I don't, I, I can't see any way for them to extricate Randy from from Bray at this point. It's shallow on both ends, on Raw and SmackDown. Like, there are four or five guys on each show, and you're like, what's going to happen when that carousel stops moving? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's very, very, very interesting. Guys, check out the exclusives under our MMA section. We have additional details from the Crazy Horse, Vanderlei backstage fight, Chael Sonnen talking about how Dan Henderson was pissed off by rumors that uh, that those two colluded against John Jones. Also, plans for the... Bellator Women's Championships of next year. We have all kinds of stuff on TNA. We have Russo's Raw blog, which he is trying to get out of doing, mind you. But we, we floated a couple offers to him. I had a person, Alex, who got who was like offended that I offered that I threw out the idea of Vince to cover Total Bellas and Total Divas. Why? Offended in what way? There are people like that that are like. How dare you? All he's done in the business. And I'm like, on our own show, he has said independent contractors should do what their employers. They were upset. They were upset because they felt that you were insulting the illustrious Vince Russo. Yeah. No. I wasn't. No, I know exactly. Yeah. Vince is a friend of mine, guys. I don't know if you all ever read Alex's coverage of total medium by the way alex you got a new one buddy yeah i know i gotta i gotta check that out uh but it was one of the best things that i ever saw on the site guys i once assigned alex to write about a man an old man beating the shit out of a bear and you know what he did he made another one of the best pieces on the site (laughs) yeah just go to fightful go up to the little search bar and and search for bear or man boxing bear or something. You'll find it. It's old. It's from like July, uh, from one of our first weeks on the site. But I- I'm still very proud of it. Uh, yeah, That's great. The the thing Vince, Vince would make that good. I think Vince. Vince. And the thing is, he watches Teen Mom OG. Right. You cannot watch Teen Mom OG and act like you are above, above watching Total, Total Bellas, Bellas yeah. and Total Divas. Yeah, Total Total Bellas. I have not. I have not watched the episode, but you know the the, the YouTube clips are everywhere. I can't believe John Cena was going to call Animal Control on Josie. Can you, Sean? <laughs> I don't watch reality shows. I, Breaking I. Ground is like the closest thing. And the reason I don't is because you got to care about the people going in, I think. I care about the people that are on Total Bellas. I, I know yeah. them. I'm familiar with them. I know it's also horribly fake. <laughs> totally fake. <laughs> but I don't think Vince Russo is above covering that. We pay Vince Russo very well, you guys. We do. Um, he is he is well reimbursed for what he brings to the site. We know he brings a lot of eyes to the site. Uh, a lot of people, you know, you want him on show reviews. Personally, I'm glad we don't have Vince on show reviews for a couple of reasons. He doesn't like anything. <laughs> so why am I going to have him on a show review when I know how he's going to review it every time? He's going to hate it no matter what. If Sami Zayn had the best like ever character development, he would hate it because yep. that's what Vince does. So what we do is we have him on Fridays, which you can see when you register at Fightful.com, and we, we shoot the shit for an hour, and we talk about things. We talk about old stories. We talk about news stories. 
Last week on the show, he revealed that when Dixie hired uh, Hulk Hogan, there was an internal memo sent out. And when they introduced Hogan, everybody on the roster had to wear fake Fu Manchu man mustaches. <laughs> and he's going to get me the picture of it. That's why we have Vince on Fridays and not on Mondays, Tuesdays, or Sundays. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot of people acting like I just – I get that a lot. Like when, we, when me and Vince get into it, I'll get the, you're disrespecting him. And I'm like, no, we're having a dis- disagreement. Jesus. Me and you disagree all the time on the oh, show. Yeah. yeah. No, there's there, – there, there are – yes, uh, I, think, I think Vince can handle a little uh, disagreement oh, yeah. with you. Yeah. Hell yeah, he can. Yeah, we, me and Vince had it out on the phone. I'm talking like me and Vince were yelling at each other a few weeks ago, <laughs> and he's like, "We should be doing this on air." And I was like, "I don't know." And then we did it on the air, and people didn't like it. Yeah. So there you go. It's too real. Somebody says, "Somebody says the Kelly Kelly medium and the Matt Hardy zoo pieces were fine journalism." <laughs> yes, they were. Yeah, I, I, I pride myself on my journalistic skills. <laughs> Hey guys, somebody has linked to the bear article in the comment section at fightful.com on the podcast page. Somebody says Bray has not been used right since 2014. I agree. I think maybe he was a little, when was, was it 2000? Yeah, it was 2014. The Daniel Bryan thing. God, it's been two and a half years ago. Yeah. Finally, somebody says, what did you think about uh, moving the, the title match to the beginning? I was okay with that because of the debate, Alex. Right. Here's the thing. Because of the debate, I thought, well, that's that's a good way because the debate starts about a half hour into the pay-per-view. So you start out with this thing. You want everyone to have their eyes on two matches is what I thought. You want them to have their eyes on two matches. One, the triple threat for the WWE Championship, and two, the, the IC title match. Um, so I thought they were going to bookend the thing. So you have – before the debate starts – you have the triple threat match. And after the debate is winding down, you have the IC match. And, and I thought, what a great way, because, because I, I thought, and I, I turned out to be right, that, that Miz and Ziggler were going to have the match of their lives, and, and, and the crowd was going to go nuts for it, and it was going to be the best match of the night. So I thought, what a great way to show how much Miz and Ziggler's feud has, has built and become this great thing than to give them the main event. And then they didn't. So uh, I got to say, I don't agree with, with what they did basically running the show in reverse with, uh, with, you know, instead of having Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt kick off the show, you had them finish it. Uh, I don't, I don't agree with that, but if they had done it correctly by just having Miz and Ziggler go on last. I think it was a great choice, but they didn't do it that way. So I, I, I can't say that I'm happy about that. We are back tomorrow night. Myself, yourself. I believe Trina is back tomorrow night. I know she goes on her honeymoon soon. Should, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I just You ruined everyone's fantasies. <sighs> Man. Well, they already know that we're married, so there goes – the female audience is like, they're married. <laughs> These two studs aren't available. Come on now. <laughs> um, I think Trina's back tomorrow night. I hope so. I think uh, so. I think that I think that the uh, 
this, we are the trio's champions uh, of Monday Night yeah. Raw Review Podcast. I'll jump off of a 20-foot <laughs> embankment and dropkick Angelico off of a off of my microphone yeah. if I have to. <laughs> if you have to. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll do that. Uh, follow Alex at where on Twitter, Alex? At Pawlowski the fourth, P A W L O W S K I T H E, the numeral four T H. Follow me at Sean Rossap. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Fightful Online. Subscribe to our YouTube page. If you want to download these via audio, go to our podcast page. Usually a few hours after the show, definitely by the morning of. Uh, they are available via download and stream. Coming to iTunes very soon. I have been assured. We've been working on it forever. It's a lot more work for our situation than you have any idea of. Hopefully Stitcher too. I think so. If you want to advertise on the show, contact me. We can work something out. Obviously the people at Onnit, Draft Beast, Trig Tent, they love us. They love us. Hot damn. Check out all the exclusive news on the site. More live viewing parties than any other website in the world, guys. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. Until next time, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.